Hey there, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I am a survivor of both childhood abuse and later domestic violence. I've been free since 2009 and have been sharing my story and much recently sharing stories from others in order to inspire, empower, and educate. So if you found any value in any of these episodes, please do me a favor and share. Maybe somebody needs a dose of positivity to know that they're not alone. My goal is to break open the darkness and to let there be light. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Hey, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None coming on to talk about, hey, what does abuse look like? And I really want to know what you think abuse looks like. What does it conjure up in your mind when you think of about abuse? Is it somebody with broken bones, maybe a black eye? What do you envision this person to look like? But it's more than physical abuse. And I've shared each one um, religion and religious abuse, financial and so on and so on in previous podcasts and reels, but it's more than that. So let's let's dive into just a little bit more about what it can look like. Now, it might look like name calling. And remember, abuse is not necessarily between you and an intimate partner. This can be between you and your parents, family members, this could be your friends, it could be your coworkers, your boss, it can be anybody. Abuse does not discriminate. It hits every age bracket. It hits every gender. It is, and I don't mean to say hit, no pun intended, and that's really bad. I'm sorry. But it's also something that happens between somebody that's very rich and for someone that's very poor. It is our children. And I do get, especially on YouTube, I do get a lot of outreach from kids, teenagers, tweens that are looking for help. And it just breaks my heart that um, because I know what it's like to be trapped in that situation as a child survivor. You are in that survival mode. And I just spoke with Ryan from St. Jude House a few weeks ago. Well, actually, he was talking to a bunch of us on the survivors, Survivor Council that we should not look at victims of domestic abuse. We should be survivors because when we are in that abusive relationship, we are in survivor mode. So those survivor, survivors, those children, really and truly. So getting back to this, so it also can be where they're threatening. So a lot of this, again, is that mental, that emotional, that verbal. So those threats of harm or even death of you or maybe your partner saying this or your mom saying this, your dad and so on, that they're going to kill themselves. It could look like a sexual abuse, such as rape, choking, torture, withholding finances. Not only that, but they can be withholding food, medication, or affection. They could be de degrading in public. They may accuse the victim of ruining the relationship. They might say the victim is cheating. They may even say that they hate you. There's bullying. They could have their own abandonment issues. Perhaps this person was abused in the past. And of course, they're in that survival mode. They just don't know when to cut that off. And you'll see that with kids as you, let's say you've left your abuser. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I did have caffeine this morning, so I'm a little jumpy. You, you left your abuser, which is awesome and great. But you notice that your children are still having those same patterns that mom or dad did. They might be um, asking you, where did you go? They might be saying, well, how much did you spend at the store? They might say, um, don't bother me now. I'm watching TV, you know, or they might be physically abusive to you. These are things that they picked up from your abuser and they could have PTSD or complex 
uh, PTSD as well. And again, I'm not a counselor or therapist, but I did notice a lot of these patterns myself when I took my kids out of that abusive situation. And a little bit of my mind, I was thinking that once we left, everything would be fine. But I didn't know what normal looked like. I also was not anticipating, and not that I wasn't thinking of my kids, because I did when I was leaving, but I didn't anticipate the strong reactions from them that they would have as well. They can't formulate the words and emotions as well as we can as an adult. And I was struggling. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was struggling to even name what was going on with me. And a lot of it I didn't know. I had no idea that I had Stockholm Syndrome, that I was dealing with PTSD. And I, I didn't realize what a lot of baggage I carried in from that to that relationship with my ex from being a child abuse survivor. So I didn't understand any of that. So let's, let me reel it back in. So they might use humil humiliation. They can control how that victim looks. I'm sorry, how that survivor looks or what they even wear. Maybe they are saying you can only go to a certain church or maybe they're forcing religion on you. They could also force you to take birth control as well, or uh, maybe have an abortion. They could force you to do things that you just don't want to do or don't want to participate in. And that might be illegal. You might hear uh, in some news instances, some sensational news headlines where you hear that there's a man that raped and killed women or, or did something horrible and that the wife was complicit. She went along with everything. And more than likely that wife or partner, sometimes it's not a wife, it's some other partner. They aren't really going along with it. They are, or they're going along with it to a degree. I'm trying to formulate words here. Um, but maybe they feared for their life. Maybe they felt they had no other choice. Um, they could have some complex issues with their own mental health where it's another personality doing it. There's, it's just really fascinating, sick, and disgusting to some point when you hear these stories, really. And, and in my mind, it never went that far with me, but I can't imagine being in that place to... I'm not going to go there with the stories, but you know what I mean. You've probably heard them. Now, this person might seem like a model person. They're caring in public. They make the victim, sorry, the survivor, I'm just going to say victim, may feel like they're the crazy one in all of the problems. And they might tell everybody this. It's all because of them, that victim. They may have, again, have been abused in their past. They might have also have or currently have some substance issues. They're determined to make not only you, the victim, but others miserable anytime they're around. Maybe people don't like going to parties with them because they know that that person's going to be there. They could be obsessed with you. They might stalk you or need to know exactly where you are at all times. And they might use subtle signals to keep you in line. And that was something that my ex would do. He would just glare at me. There was a certain look. I could see his body tense. And then I knew, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. Or no, here it goes. When we get home, I know I'm going to be in trouble. And these are just a few things. I know I have more, but I'm going to cut it short. I got to go to work. I hope that this helps. I hope you know that you're not alone. And there is a Survivor's Cafe. And if you do join and for some reason you jump back out of the group right away, please tell me why. I'd love to know if there's another way I can serve you. If you don't want to join the group, that's fine. You don't have to. But how, how can I help you? How can I assist you? Can I point you in the way of 
of maybe some resources. Maybe you just need to talk. Um, again, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I am not an attorney. I'm just someone that's been there. And I understand completely the crazy that goes along with leaving that person, the buildup of how do I leave? What steps do I take to healing? And I might start doing a little bit more, but you can listen to a lot of this. If you listen to these podcasts, if you listen to the Soulful Sundays, I, again, I've mentioned before that healing work, that self-care and self-love, those are my lowest podcasts or lowest reels. But man, I'm, I'm not boasting on myself. And even a lot of the interviews I've done with past guests are gold because they offer some great golden nuggets that can help you truly, truly, truly. So if you'd like to know more about that, by all means, message me privately. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on TikTok. You can find me, uh, Melinda Kunst. That's M-E-L-I-N-D-A. K-U-N-S-T. And if I know it says follow because I did the, the digital creator or whatever it is, the um, in order to get those reels monetized a little bit. Yeah, that's a little bit of TMI maybe you didn't care about. So if you want to friend me, send me a private message. So I so you don't have to follow me. So you can go ahead, we can friend each other and talk. But um, if you found any any substance to this, if Maybe not this one, but another podcast has um, has gotten your interest. Let me know. I'd love to share it. And please do the same. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. God bless and stay safe.